Hi, uh, this is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat, and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave! Podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. I am the hardcore hero hidden away in the wall of Biker Gav. And I am the It Feels Like Bang Face because I look like a lobster. How are you? <laughs> and you tuned in once again to the On The, the Rave podcast. Addy, how's it going? Are you a tired boy today? I'm tired. I'm tired because of mishaps in recording last time. We're, we're, we're recording this very late. Well, it's late for me because I've been at work all day. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We're recording a quick in and out to a podcast that we recorded a week or so ago for everyone um, because we had a technical problem. But hey, it happens. Then you just got to roll with the punches, Addy. Um, that is correct, Gavin. That is correct. Way that's it. Um, what we'll do is we'll get the podcast kicked off the way we always kick these podcasts off with a little bit of Rave Us Choice. Addy's been up on Facebook and you've picked an absolute banger this time out, mate. Who's it is, and it was picked by Glenn Kinnardsley, other known right. as Kinner, also known as DJ Execute from Judgment Day fame. From back in the day, also dead ringer for Mr. Burns. <laughs> there we go and he picked the tune uh, by Pleasure Game um, uh, and the tune well uh, I, I, I don't want to try and pronounce that um, but we well, know that it translates to Lord of Darkness Addy yeah I'm, I'm not going to try and pronounce it either but it's the Terminator <laughs> mix of it let's go Je suis
There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That was a little bit of Rivers' choice, and uh, that was just a brilliant way to kick off this number 36 of these episodes of the On the Road podcast, um, and episode 61 altogether of the podcast that we've been making for it's you. Amazing. Uh, it is. It's amazing. It's amazing. Four shows to the big four Well, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. Um, uh, and we'll see what comes up in the coming weeks. Thanks everyone for bearing with us for the technical issues. Um, obviously, we're doing best and we're striving to bring everyone content. Um, despite not being able to be in the same room as Addy. Yeah, that's proven problematic, but we will get there. We will get there. We'll get there. You're about to hear a conversation that we had with uh, another one of just the local legends on the rave scene. Um, big part of the Backlash crew, Addy. Yes. Never let him near a microphone. Never let him near a microphone. Never let him get too close to your ear, neither was because he will chew it off. Um, you're about to hear a conversation that we had on Zoom with the wonderful Stewie Robs. On the road! Addy, guess what? What's that, Gavin? I've managed to convince yet another local person to uh, hop on Zoom and have a little banter about their musical tastes with us. And what um, Duff Cunt has decided to join with this week? Well, this time out, we've got someone who's got even more names. Uh, then we're ready to. So I've got a list of the ones that he's used here. Um, we'll go with Strez. Uh, we'll go with RTA. Um, uh, oh, we'll forgot about RTA. You forgot about RTA? See, I still remember RTA. Um, uh, but everyone will probably know him best as being part of the iconic group that brought us backlash. So everyone, welcome to the On The Wave podcast. Mr. Stewie Rob. Stu, how's it going? 
All right, lads, how you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm canny. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You also despite... missed out uh, Raj packets. Raj, yeah, Raj packets is one of the one of the groups I was in as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have you got any names that I missed? I am hype MC. Um, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Street. I forgot about the MC in for. <laughs> Ginger Ninja. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, Someone um, take that mic off, Stu. He's born. <laughs> um, Raymond Capstick Ecstasy Spastic. Um, <laughs> um, what I'm trying to think now. Why? There's quite. A, there's been a few. There has been a few different names, but yeah, Stu Robs is what I'm rocking at the moment. So I'm just gonna keep that. Yeah, that's fine. That's Stu Robs works with both of us. So um, besides being uh, a part of the team that brought Newcastle the the epic backlash which lived on for years and still sort of struggles through being dead as is well yeah. it's undead it's undead you know it is undead, undead now yeah. as, as it, that's fair enough most things these days it might um, it might come back from the dead if don gets enough paper mache yeah and the thing is it's probably going to stay undead until my credit card debt goes down because <laughs> <laughs> to be frankly honest with you my credit card cannot take any more backlashes but um that's fine it's, it, do you know what i mean we we, we can work around that well there we go like um so uh Stu, um it's going to be good to sit down and hear all of the questions that we've got here we've got all your answers up um and the best place to start as me and Addy have found out is with question one uh which is the early influences so who played the music in the house uh where did your introduction of music come from well, I mean, uh, thinking about that, it was quite it was quite interesting because uh, you know it, it 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 did bring back some memories. My dad was a, a massive audiophile, uh, or I think they call them was it wankers. Uh, so he had like a stupid stereo system. This is in the late seventies, early eighties. So it was a time when you know people stack hi fires and stuff like that. And oh. I my, <clears throat> and I was one of those kids that took things apart with Phillips screwdrivers. So we didn't get on. Um, yeah. But my mum used to play, like, she used to have her own little kind of stereo in the kitchen, and it was mostly Motown um, and Soul, really, when I was a kid. So, nice, know, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, what, yeah. Sort of, what sort of artist do you remember being played? Oh, um, definitely Marvin Gaye um, oh. and Sam and Dave, and, you know, yeah. the, what's the name? Um, bloody couldn't score a goal at the. Um, um, World Cup, what was she called again? But funny, Diana Ross. Um, Diana Ross. Yeah, you know, have you not seen the footage? It's hilarious. That's, a, that's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It's the, the goal still falls and like, comes in half as well, even though she's just putting it off to the left very softly. Uh, it's just like how we come on and everyone saw it you can't pretend but um yeah so that kind of that kind of um you know motown and stuff i mean I've, i discovered later in my life that my mum went to wigan pier and was a bit of a northern soul lad as well and um nice. yeah and me, me dad my stepdad i don't see me real dad nowadays but um my stepdad was a, f- a full-on northern solar as well like proper spinning around Spinny around, um, you know, speed in the in the nighttime, but habituates when he got home. So yeah, so full, full, on, full on, like you know. So, so it was him. His his music taste is pretty good as well. But now in their old age, they're in musicals. So I tend to tend to steer clear of the musicals. Like I know uh, it's not. Them. If it's not South Park the musical, it's not a musical for me. Well, like, so. they do keep saying I should go and watch. Was it the Book of Mormon? Uh, Mormon, yeah, because that's by them, isn't it? And it's meant yeah. to be brilliant. But um, it is, yeah. It was recently in Sunderland, but I don't know. It's, it's probably moved on it's by now. It's actually like, going to come to Newcastle. 
But it was meant to be coming to Newcastle, but then all this uh, shit hit this hit the fucking fan. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we are due to have it have it in Newcastle. That's it. Uh, hopefully, by the time you know we're allowed to go out back out and socialise, twenty twenty two. Well, by the time we'll be able to sit in seats next to each other, you know, yeah. without yeah. without that sort of sly eye of distrust. But um, <laughs> no, no, that's that, that that would be great. And yeah, if if it does come, then maybe the three of us can book seats uh, socially uh-huh. distanced. Um, yeah, but, but that's, that's the only musical I'll do. That's the only musical <laughs> you'll do. Fuck socially distanced. I'm licking faces as soon as I get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> just can't, yeah. can't, can't. You just can't stop it. You just can't stop it. Faces, lampposts. Although Wait. I did see a child sucking on the protector in Asda today. You know, like the queue where everyone lines out. Yeah. The mother just wasn't asked. She was on Facebook, and the Ben just had its mouth wrapped around. The barrier. I was like, how many laden people? I, I don't know if I think. I think I've probably maybe mentioned, but I I work. Um, I work at a hospital. I work. I've been volunteering and working with the COVID uh, response team, and they're just called vectors. <laughs> those they're called disease vectors. Um, those ch- well, children in general are disease vectors. Um, like, oh, a bit like cool. um, a bit like benches. Benches are disease vectors. Hospitals are disease vectors. In fact, everywhere is a disease vector. So, That's so there it. you go. Just- Keep your hands in your pocket unless it's on either your wallet or the beans that are going in the trolley. Like yes. people don't seem to understand that. But either way, mm. let's crack back on about uh, mm. about Motown. So um, mm. I see you've picked uh, a song by an artist who I absolutely love in Marvin mm-hmm. Gaye. Um, mm-hmm. What was it about Marvin Gaye that stood out? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, that song in particular, just I remembered it as a kid because uh, it was just a fun, it just made me laugh. I used to laugh when it came on, but I used to like the music as well. And I'd be like, you know, well, I, I, without giving the game away, it, it's, it's a song about a vegetable. And so, like, you know, you, you hear it most of the time, it's like the songs you're hearing for more time is, yeah, baby, and I love you, and you're my girl, and la, la, la. And then all of a sudden, this song comes on, and you're like, wow, the world is just a great big onion. And then, like even <laughs> even when I'm even when I'm a bit older, if you actually read the lyrics, they were obviously trying to be kind of I don't know someone's someone's you know Marvin's probably had a bit <laughs> had a bit of fucking brown or something, and he's gone. You know what, man? The world's just a great big onion. And like yeah. someone's gone, you should write a song about that, Marvin. Marvin's gone, I'll try. And he really, really did try. It's a good fucking tune, but um, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a lot of fucking nonsense because the world isn't is. an onion. It's well, not, that's it's, it, yeah. Do you think it's Marvin not- Gaye was like looking into the future and tra- channeling his inner Shrek to like <laughs> get get the onion oh, banner beat, on? You there. beat me to the Shrek ver- reference there. Like <laughs> I was just waiting, I was waiting, poised for a Shrek reference, waiting for his little moment of silence. I, w- so I was looking for a drop, gonna drop, but does, do they have layers? Did, uh, like did, an ogre? Uh, yeah, yeah, and um, possibly the. I think the world does definitely have layers, doesn't it? It has a mantle and a crust and. Man, bro. and and then and it has magma, and then in the middle it has the car. I learnt uh, the other day because my son, uh, who's four, is very interested in just like fucking crazy stuff like me. And uh, we discovered the other day that not only is the Earth's core uh, hotter than the sun, which is like yeah. mind blowing, um, but it's also um, like really rare in that it's like made of like iron and like most of the other planets don't have especially the solid ones don't have like a metallic core in the middle of them and that's why we have the massive magnet magnetosphere that protects us from like solar rays and stuff like that so there you go that's so that iron man. is actually keeping us alive there you go the, the iron is keeping us alive spotty dog 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you what, then let's, let's, uh, let's stop with the curtailing and drop mm-hmm. it for everyone. So for the early influences track, uh, would you like to introduce it, Stu? Yeah, it's um, The World is Just a Great Big Onion, or um, The Onion Song, as it's called, and it's by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Um, and I think from it was the KLF? Released- from Tammy, is it is it Tammy? No, that's Tammy Winnett. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, you, you had us, you had us. But um, I think it was released nineteen sixty nine, and it's definitely on Motown. But um, I don't think it. I think it was just a, a single release. I don't think it was on an album or anything like that. I think it was just a single. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. So check it out. Yeah, spot on. Check it out. So here it is for everyone. Here is a little bit of Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell with the Onion song. The world is. Just a great big onion And hate and fear are the spices that make it thrive Oh, baby, and the only way to get rid of this great big onion Is to plant love seeds until it And that was a little bit of the wonderful, wonderful Onion song. Um, uh, and as Stu said, that was coming from Motown Records around about 1969. Uh, mm-hmm. A bit of wonderful, wonderful Marvin Gaye for everyone, uh, taken from the world too soon. Um, but 
by, by his dad. By his dad. <laughs> Shot by his dad. It's a bit fucking grim. Over, over drug and money dispute or something like that. Yeah, no. Like, like, it's so petty. So petty to, 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 to lose that amount of talent for something so little as money. You know what I mean? Money's, it's not the be all and end all of everything. You know what I mean? I hey, let's stroll straight in. No, no, let's not get him started. <laughs> like, you know, you know, like I, I've already, I, I'll be honest, I've had a look at the longest show and I'm looking at you, Stu, and I'm thinking, <laughs> can he go for longer than Don or Ames? Like, I'm pretty sure I will let him. Um, let's move on to section two, which is finding your own feet. So, Maybe after all the Motown that was pushed on you by the parentals, what came next? What sort of music were you digging out for yourself? Um, oh, I mean, uh, at an early age, I mean, like digging, I mean, when you're talking early, early age, I mean, my first musical kind of device was a Walkman. Because, like, I mean, everyone, I mean, I'm 44 and I was, what, seven when I got my first Walkman? So in 1983, maybe not a bit older, maybe eight, eight year old. And, um, the first ever tapes I ever had were off um, vouchers from Weetabix and I got some Weetabix tapes. So like they're the very first tapes I ever had. And that was like you know, pop classics. Um, and then I think the first album. Pop I, classics I, I, like what? Oh, pop classics like... Um, were they doing in a Weetabix styling? The, no, no, it was like, it was, a, it was just basically, a, it was just pop tunes from around that time. So, that obviously. Now that's like, what I call Weetabix. Basically, I so I mean one one of the songs that me and my brother used to listen to and laugh our heads off at was um, the Look of Love by ABC because at the very end there's like the what's his name is it Martin no one say Martin Tyler he's a bloke from Sky Sports the the singer basically starts just winging it and just saying mental stuff and like he starts saying was it yippee yippee and it's just mental it's mental and me and my brother used to play that over and over on repeat and then there was another one as well it was book uh, sorry uh, books fizz. Um, uh, the camera never lies, which, oh. is just, which is just an absolute. I listened back to it the other day. It's an absolute stomper, but um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so so and then the first album I ever ever bought was um, Bad by Michael Jackson. That's so what I bought. That's that. I bought that. Uh, it's good, surprisingly, and um, it's good. Uh, it's good. It's, it's a bit noncy. It's good, but it's bad and it's noncy. It's um, it's all kinds like 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 you know it's complex. But anyway, so but I think. It's called layers, like an onion. Let's let's call back to the onion. Um, so the uh, but the track I'm, I've I've put down wasn't bought. It was just found in my dad's music collection, and I don't even think he knew where it came from. It was just like in his music collection, and I only noticed it because of the the, the it was a forty five and the sleeved was like it was like neon eighties kind of like cool like, like a beautiful woman outside a nightclub or something and i was like what the hell's that and i'm and i put it on and uh just loved it just absolutely loved it um but going back to what your question about where did i buy the music from i mean i mean for ages I, it was all tapes it was just all copies of tapes or tapes of raves or someone gives a copy of this or a copy of that um and then because I'm originally from the northwest, from a place called um, Battle and Furnace, um, which, by the way, is absolutely riddled at the moment. Uh, so it's, not, it's not surprising. It's riddled, uh, even more than Sunderland, which is saying something. Uh, uh, when you look at this, when you look at the statistics, it's the northeast that is riddled at the minute. Riddled. People are no. 
people aren't taking it seriously. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll go, I'll come back to that later on. But, um, <laughs> but like, there used to be uh, in Battle um, uh, a record label called Speed Limit, and it was owned by a guy called Andy Turner, who was AIM, not AIMS, AIM, the, the producer who did the music for like Tony Hawks and whatnot and yeah. la 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 and he's from Bella and um and he, he had this record shop and I used to go in there like on a Friday afternoon um with like my pittance like like paper round money and stuff like that and <laughs> and, and like buy Italian house and like um and oh hello and it was a it was a bit of a, a point of contention in my house because obviously there was only one record player in the house. It was my dad's record player. And I was like, kind of like going up and kind of putting his 12 inches on and he's just like, you know, watch the torn arm and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to touch the stack. I yeah, wasn't. And the yeah. thing was, is that it had loads of little dials that I just wanted to play with. I wanted to know how, I wanted to know how it affected the music, but I was only yeah. allowed to touch it when dad wasn't there. Yeah. So I could play with the levels and I could read what they said, but I could never actually hear what effect it had on the music, if you know what mm. I mean. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's I, it's I mad mean, the little memories you have like that of his Sony stack that he had that was all separate. I mean, like I had to, um, I was basically, as soon as I started playing the music, my mum was just like, I don't care. Um, you have to put headphones on. So actually I had a pair of headphones, very similar to the ones I'm wearing now, which for the listeners are like giant gamer headphones, which look absolutely stupid. So like that, those 70s massive cans. And so I would just sit there listening to tunes. But um, going back to the tune I've, I've picked, um, uh, with, without giving anything away, it's, it's a band called Shack Attack, which are, um, were a kind of a jazz fusion band from like the, the middle eighties and stuff. And I think Shack Attack, I think this um, Nightbirds, the song I've picked was actually in the charts for the, for a little bit. And uh, I've never heard of this band ever. Oh mate, it's like proper cheese. It's wicked. I love it. It's like full on kind of the, the, the music that straddled disco to kind of high energies kind of like it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a weird like genre, like let's say like jazz fusion disco kind of music. So yeah, and and I'm in a complete kind of in reverence of that song, I did like um, one of my highest played tunes on SoundCloud was a mashup between this song and Jurassic Five. And oh um, wow, yeah. which Jurassic Five song? Oh God, um, oh, do you know you've asked us? Oh. Got we'll the vibe keep, keep, yeah, yeah, but anyway, yeah. So that 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 did really well on SoundCloud, and I was getting like I think I got like seven thousand players on it, and then obviously Shack Attack put in a bloody copyright thing and just whipped it off. I was absolutely good. But Fucking anyway, Shack Attack, the cuz. Yeah, it was a right Shat Attack by Shack Attack, wasn't it? You gotta watch out for the <laughs> Shack Attack. <laughs> but it, no, sounds, no. Sort of, it sounds like a cheap sort of video game that you would have got again in a box of cereal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shack Attack. On the, on the Amstrad CPC, yeah. See, so the only thing I think of is uh, that Simpsons episode where Marge is playing uh, basketball with uh, Bart and she goes, watch out for the shack attack! <laughs> <laughs> it's funny um, what memories come from things like that, isn't it? Uh, but no, so the... Um, yeah, and, and like, obviously, I mean, it, 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 I just I liked the piano. I mean, I love the piano. I like... Um, I, I, for, I don't know if any of the listeners know, I mean, I do produce music, not very much at the moment, usually just like bits and bobs and bits of work and stuff like that. But when I was around that time, that time period as well in the mid 80s, 84, 85, I got 
my first keyboard, my first Yamaha, I think it was, PSR 260 keyboard. And then I, and, and I was playing that loads, just like mucking around with it. And never formally taught or anything like that, just pissing around with it, basically. And obviously I would, I'd listen to Shack Attack and I'd be like, oh yeah, I can, I could learn that. And it's like, if you listen to the song, it's in, not insane, but it's pretty hardcore jazz piano. And I'm just, I was eight. So that's just not happening really, is it? So... <laughs> I kind of wish that we had a performance of that to show. I'd, 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 I'd like to pay like an eight, nine-year-old stew on a Yamaha version of this. But uh, yeah. I think I think we've spoken enough about it to, to, yeah. to get the tune on. So um, according to Spotify, um, uh, this English jazz, bunk fu- jazz funk fusion band um, uh, were very popular in the late 70s and early 80s, releasing multiple albums on Polydor. Um, which just goes to show Polydor just released fucking everything, didn't they? They just had such a wide, a it's wide range of stuff they were releasing. Like kids' tunes and fucking everything, yeah. Yeah, sound. Well, let's play a little bit of Nightbirds for everyone. Uh, this is Shack Attack, and as I've said, the tune is Nightbirds.
we aye there's a little bit of night birds um as we said that's by the shack attack um or marge simpson's little diss as uh, as addy puts forward there um and as i said that's coming out of 1982 part of Stu's dad's 45 collection yeah 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 mystery 45 it says here that it was like very expensive is that the player or is that the record uh, although the record, the, uh, sorry, not the record, the um, the player, uh, the whole system was just like, let's say I, I was one of those kids and I, I suspect my son is going to be the same. That Literally, if a screwdriver was left anywhere in the house, I would take everything apart. So I would take <laughs> everything apart, but then not know how to put it all back together again. And I regularly used to just take, like, if anything was lying around, well, not that there was technology lying around my house all the time, but like I would just, yeah, just take shit apart. <laughs> I took me warming apart like countless times, just like just just to see how it worked and stuff. You know what I mean? So that's it. So, the fascination of taking something apart and trying to put it back together, seeing mm-hmm. how it works, and then trying to work out if you can put it back together. Yeah, totally. I still do that now. Well, yeah, yeah. That, this is it. This is me with every sandwich mm-hmm. I get. Someone hands us a sandwich and I open it and deconstruct <laughs> it before I fucking eat it. Daft, you know what I mean? With the, with so the screwed. Yeah, go on. Let's roll into section three of the podcast. Um, uh, this is one of the most popular sections that we do. This is the first ray of memories. So, Stu, mm. are you the same as 90% of the people who we've interviewed about this? Um, how are your memories of this night? Do you remember the first rave you went to specifically? Um, mm. I see a long story here, so I'm assuming that there is one. So let's, uh, let's get on with it. What's your first ray of memories? How did you first really get those toes wet in the world of rave? I would say, I mean, my first ever rave memories um, as a youngster, as in like 13 year old, was all the kids coming back from raves and I'd be, I used to go fishing because where I'm from in Bala, there's like docks and stuff like that. And I used to go fishing off the docks and I would go out quite early on the Saturday morning or the Sunday morning and go fishing. And the, the the lads, the older lads who I'd kind of seen, you know, in 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 the area where I'm from, they would come down after being on the rave in Quadrant Park in Liverpool and Blackburn warehouses and whatnot, and they would come fishing, and they'd park the car up, pop the boot, play tapes from the raves, and I'd just be fishing with them, listening to the tunes and stuff, and they'd obviously be completely off their nut fishing, uh, and I'd just be like, I've got oh, this place sounds amazing, I'm dying to go, I'm dying to go, and then. Um, uh, then my mum and dad got divorced and um, my, I ended up going moving with my mum my mom away from these older lads and kind of rave was one of these uh, going to a rave at that point was just a bit weird because you know the, the divorce was happening and everything I'd moved away from my dad and it was all pretty acrimonious and stuff and I was listening to the tapes and stuff and, and listening to the radio like you know the essential mix and stuff like that and then eventually um, we managed to blag the school into putting on uh, a disco in inverted commas which was essentially a, a full-on rave we did like a proper rave at school when we were 15 and there uh, f- uh, well no no um uh, it was um it was mushy season so <laughs> <laughs> everybody was on mushies um anyway so uh, it, yeah and that was that was where hype mc was born that's so that's where it all comes from and uh, ah. first time i emceed and i did and i also designed the flyer as well drew the flyer and everything so that was pretty cool. And then after that, um, I think the first ever, ever rave I went to was, um, there was a night called uh, Yummy. 
in uh, no, was it Yummy? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Yummy. It was um, oh, it was another night. Uh, it was Bubba Rugby Club in Banner, and guy called Gerald was playing, and I got to see that guy called Gerald. That was that was pretty sweet. So that would have been ninety one or something, ninety two maybe. Like a rugby club. Above a rugby club, yeah. Above above a rugby, um, it was like the function room in a rugby, not stadium, but you know, a rugby ground kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, like like a social club, but yeah, social club basically. Social function room. I actually it's did a real social rate. club where people actually pass eggs around rather than just um, you know throwing darts and abusing people for yeah. having to pay more than a pound Pe- for a pint of woodpecker. Yeah, 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 if you pass the pills, you have to pass them behind yourself. You know what I mean? You're not allowed to, you know, pass them forward. Um, but no, no. Uh, what the, what I actually did a rave there three years later with DJ Vibes. I put a rave there on there in the same place myself. So um, nice. anyway, yeah. So so that was me first like actual rave where I went out and I was out and I slept in my mate's caravan afterwards because <laughs> my mum was like oh where are you going I'm, I'm just gonna sleep over in my mate's mum it's that's all we're doing we're all just gonna do some Dungeons and Dragons that's it yeah right night bye and I just went on the rave for a couple of days but yeah no it was it was I loved it absolutely loved it fell in love with I already fallen in love with the music at that point but like that whole kind of thing just blew my mind um and then you know went to various raves did a couple of um under 18s nights as well so i was emceeing under 18s nights we were putting under 18s nights on um with a mate called um matty messenger um bloke called dj bass driver um and uh and then ended up when i was like 17 when we first started learning to drive well, you know, my mates learned to drive. Going to Manchester, loads, because Manchester was like the nearest, well, yeah, yeah, the nearest major city. And we'd just like hop down the M6, go to um, a club called Life at Bowlers. And that was just mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. So if you can imagine like a warehouse, which is full of six crown green bowling greens. But ah. what the- yeah, so like a warehouse was sit indoor bowling, right? And then what they did was they, what they did was they put loads of wood just down on the floor to cover the the grass over. You know, the, it was like fake grass, just so it didn't um, damage the the, the the bowling greens. And I just so you didn't fuck the bowling green with tar bends and fucking cow. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So it was just uh, oh, absolutely loved it. It used to be there every weekend, and then afterwards. It was like, you, you know, I think it finished at four or something and we'd bugger off to Charnock Richards service station and it was just bedlam, like absolute bedlam. And like, you know, like hundreds of cars, hundreds of cars. And some nights, it, some nights, if we didn't have the money to go raving, we would just go to, um, what do you call it? Go, just go to Charnock Richards and just hang around in a service station. Just like, you know what I mean? get off our nut and whatnot so yeah and this track is from that period it was always like either the penultimate or the last track of the night and it's um got samples from janice joplin in it and it's it's actually called jj tribute so it's a tribute to janice joplin Mm. and it's that italian house again it's by an artist called asher and um yeah, I think you, you've probably heard it before. It's been remixed. Loads of so, yeah. It's been in loads of happy hardcore tunes and stuff like that. But still, you know, if I'm honest, if it comes on and you catch me in a certain mood, I, I'm, I'll have a little cry. 
<laughs> Sweet. Um, uh, well, that's a class story to, to roll what in. So memories of being back at Bowlers in Manchester and having a good rave around. You've got a class list of headliners that were looking here. Is this just people that you saw there? Nipper, oh, the, Stu Allen. Stu Allen. Yeah, 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 Nipper. I mean, one of my favourite ones, because uh, they used to do a live PA pretty much every week. And um, and, and they, they were the, you know, K-class, Dream Frequency, that kind of stuff. And then after a while, they, they kind of started scraping, not scraping the barrel, but it wasn't as good. And they, and they had this, um, what was it, this, uh, band Apollo five forty, yeah, and, and they got bottled with bottles of of piss and, and water, and everyone was like fucking kicking off, and like, uh, and so we were like, oh, they were shit. So we were walking out, and they were handing out flyers for the next weeks, and it was Kylie Minogue, and I was just like, ah. oh my god, Kylie Minogue is just going to get absolutely covered in piss. It's going to be awful. So we were like rubbing our hands, like you know what I mean going for the next next week and um everyone loved her she absolutely had everyone eating out of the palm of her hand she did the locomotion everyone was off there not doing the locomotion and all all these sulfured gangsters like going kylie i fucking love you kylie and all this it was, honestly it was amazing so yeah they used to do they used to have quite a few you know big acts on you know it was pretty cool yeah, spotty dog spotty dog so um uh, let's get this track blasted out for everyone so memories of Manchester and memories of life at Polars. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you've picked the track by Asher and the tune is called JJ Tribute.
there you have it. That was a little bit of Asher for you. That is JJ Tribute, and that is the first brave memory of Stu, who's on with us today on the On The Rave podcast. Um, let's quickly stroll into section four. Um, I know what the answer to this question is going to be, because I have attended festivals with you, so I'm going to be very fucking surprised if you tell us anything other than, yeah, that class, I love it. But yeah. let's talk a little bit about festival fever. So... Do you like a little bit of outdoor noise? What's your gateway when it comes to festivals? And have you ever recovered from that horrible Glade festival where we all caught profits? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I think I mentioned in the, the sheet you sent over, I was quite a late bloomer when it came to festivals. I didn't actually go to any, I was into raves and I went to like two day raves and like, you know, Helter Skelter and stuff like that. And, you know, but with nowhere to sleep, <laughs> he didn't sleep. You know, you know. Yeah. In my day, you, you just danced until you you were dead. Um, but yeah, so it, so I never really went to a festival, and then obviously I moved to Newcastle when I was in my, I was twenty twenty one. Um, went to the Green Festival, which doesn't count. Uh, and 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 then people were saying, "Oh, do you want to go to Glastonbury? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that?" And it never really floated me boat. And then I think it was the I want to say the Glade. Or, I mean, Craggy Island Fair doesn't count. No. But, yeah. but but um, but spider but the, babies, uh, spider babies, and what's it? What was it called again? Thimbleberry, Thimbleberry Festival. I think that oh, if Thimbleberry. I'm yeah, Thimbleberry Festival was probably my first ever festival. But then uh, it was the Glade, yeah, it was the Glade, and then um, and and, <clears throat> and I worked as a steward on that, and that was that was working uh, yeah. for Freaky Gav. Yes. Working for Freaky Gav. Yeah, um, yeah. And, what was it, it called? The, the, we were the A team. The A team. A team. Yeah. Um, That's what we were. And the, yeah. we'd have a radio, and you'd be wandering around the festival, and you'd just hear a cry. It'll be like, "Can we get the A team over to the Overkill stage? <laughs> a team to the Overkill." And then, like, all of would turn up at the same time, and none of would know what we were actually there for. We didn't know whether we were stewarding, whether we were supposed to be handing out bottles of water. Um, when we wasn't were entirely to... sure what happened whether we were trying to put the center pole of a massive tent back into place because it was falling down due to high winds. Well, um, the music was still playing and there was still the music was still playing and people yeah. dancing and it was incredibly <laughs> dangerous. I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, the Glade Festival was, was wicked. I really, um, I think I, I think the very first one I went to was actually the only one where it didn't absolutely fucking piss it down. So that was good. Oh, um, there was a few that I didn't read out like. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember them. I did five. <laughs> I did five glades, and yeah, uh, I, 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 don't, did about, I don't remember a dry one. Maybe four, I think. Eh? Yeah, but, um, the ones in Matterley Bowl with all the yeah, Irish people, when we Ma- all turned up and wore Pat Butcher t-shirts, and everyone was, and then there and was that, the security guard. And, and that looked like, like Pat, Pat Butcher. Butcher. <laughs> looked like Pat, and then you got, and you brought Pat your dog home. Yes, I don't know yes. where he is. Pat Rick! Um, <laughs> just checking. But um, no, no, it, uh, the other festival as well, I don't know if you remember this. I, I'm sorry, uh, listeners, this is probably a bit of a circle jerk. But um, the one, the Mad Side Trance Festival, did you get roped into going to that one? No. Was, no, that the, that, was it something world? Yeah, um, I want to say something like Another World or something like that. Yeah, but, um, I'd, I'd heard <laughs> horror stories from that. That place. There'd, be, there'd, Honestly, there'd be too many wizards for me and Azzy to attend a festival was, like that. You know was, what I mean? It was the first time I'd seen somebody on ketamine, like in a K hole. It was, it was there. And um, it was just, it was hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And uh, just for a quick a bit of background, we'd been we'd been working, I think we'd done the Glade like three times as, as stewards, and Gav had kind of 
got wind of this festival, got us the gig. We were going to get paid as well, which was like different because normally we just got it like a ticket, but we got like a free entry and we were going to get paid apparently. Yeah. <clears throat> and then by day two, obviously a warning sign straight away when they're promising <laughs> you that you're going to get paid. <laughs> exactly. But by day two, we noticed something was really weird because all the security had gone off site, and we were like, "What the hell's going on?" And then um, uh, somebody happened to go past the um, main kind of office uh, to go and get some stuff from them. And there was no one in the main office that had gone. <clears throat> so it was literally nobody running the festival. And we were like, what the hell's going on? And then we found out what had happened. So essentially, infected mushroom, who were the headline act, as you can imagine, at a Psytrance fucking festival, had, had demanded like a massive amount of money for the, for the rave. And they'd kind of promised them the money. But it actually turned out that they didn't have anywhere near enough money. They hadn't sold enough tickets. So they basically just did a runner. They just took all the money and did a runner. And so <laughs> basically infected mushroom in the Israeli Psytrance Mafia were fucking tearing the festival apart, looking for these people and they're gone. <clears throat> Before we knew it, the catering staff had fucked off. Then the people who did all the shit and the toilet people had fucked off. Then the ambulance people had left. And it got to the stage where it felt a little bit like uh, Mad Max. And very much um, like a like a side transfer festival like yeah a bit pretty much and uh and my favorite bit was when we had to well the people who were with us had to pretend to be djs so fun-sized johnny pretended to be uh josh wink (laughs) (laughs) i think it was josh wink he was like djing like and and he was djing music that josh wink probably would never have played and people Amazing. were just, and I mean, what, I mean, what he should have done is pretended to be him from fucking the Chemical Brothers, but you know, I didn't think about that at the time, did they? No. Um, he should have just pretended to be uh, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, he, he could have been on stage David. and just sang. Yeah, just say, you know, I've been looking for freedom, but he didn't. Um, <laughs> so, so but yeah, so that was that was absolutely rad. And like, I think other people, I think Smiggy, James Smith, um, he played as somebody as well and it was just it was just bedlam and in the end because we didn't get paid and we were kind of relying on the money for like petrol i think or something like that we just fucking nicked loads of stuff we nicked like a massive printer we nicked laptops just fucking chawed the fucking lot got it in the back of the van fucked off it was it was it was it was cool (laughs) i'm not gonna lie it was a right laugh it was a total fucking hoot and at the time it was a bit fucking micey but god we had a laugh well, so, that's yeah. the thing about festivals, isn't it? Like, you just you go there anticipating one thing and mm. it doesn't necessarily happen, but you have a good time in any case. Yeah. I've only been to one festival where I left thinking I didn't have a good time. Mm. But all the I other mean, ones I've left thinking it was great. I mean, I've, uh, I mean, the, I mean, recently, I've, been, I've, I've got a four-year-old now, so I don't really go to festivals anymore, apart from, obviously... Uh, what's it called? Linda's fan, which is a good fucking. I've enjoyed them, but um, the uh, I've not been a bang fish yet. I really feel bad for that. I really just want to go to that. But I went to the Block Festival when that first yeah. started. The very first Block Festival enjoyed that. Um, and then that's the, uh, that's the one that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I, see, block, I love the music. Block. Was just not not for me. It's too uh, too much, too much was, glitching. Not enough aiming. Lots of chin stroking going on as well. But it was I enjoyed. I just enjoyed the whole crack of being in like. Um, uh, what to call a Pontins because and, and this is I forgot to mention this as well um, the Southport uh, Soul Weekend I went to that a long time ago in the Pontins in like uh, Stockport I think it was so, so that was Southport sorry yeah not Stockport so yeah and that was wicked yeah it was really really cool so but anyway um, 
the other festival uh, is obviously like Boomtown. Like really enjoyed Boomtown. Loved Boomtown actually. Fuck it, it was blisteringly hot. Like really, really good. Um, uh, and one of the things I'd like to do if I get some fucking chances, maybe um sauna in like spain or yeah. or, or some some kind of like away festival like have a holiday as well kind of thing yeah one of the big european ones yeah but obviously you know when when because we won't be allowed to go there because we are the um sick man of europe so that's fine we'll have to wait for all of us to fucking get immunity and then fucking go well that'll be it mate by yeah. 2022 we'll be able to go to raves again that's fine when we got my health passport yeah so <laughs> Will it be a blue health passport? It, oh, I fucking probably will be, won't it? Fucking Boris <laughs> cunt. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so go, so bringing it all back to, to bring the it back around. Yeah, One, let's talk about let's talk about like actual artists who you saw at these festivals. So, well, uh, I was here. I was here. I was in the crowd, Addy. I think you were in the crowd as well for this very yeah. gig because it was one of the ones that we penciled in early on as a yeah. yeah let's not miss them. Mm-hmm. So. Why? What was it about this act that made you go, yes, got to go see yeah. that? Oh, I mean, it was, well, because uh, obviously um, Born Slippy and like that tune, Lager, 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 had been a... Shouting! <laughs> exactly, literally shouting. And... Um, and then, and then, and I'd, and I'd heard like I think I'd, I think I had the album actually, um, but I'd heard like really good stuff, like that they, they were a good live act and stuff, and they actually played proper live, and it was it was worth watching in the light show and la 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 la. And right. I was like, you know, open minded, but my god, yeah, what a tune! What a, and this tune in particular just kicked off, just totally kicked off. You know what I mean? Really, really cool. Um, I, think, I think this tune is one of those big outdoor noise tunes. I think I've seen mm. more than just this band drop it. And mm-hmm. it always gets a good reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've never—I don't remember it ever being played at a rave, but I totally no, remember. Festival, I, I remember yeah. festival crowds absolutely soaking that up, like absolutely soaking it up. So, do you want to tell everyone what the song is? It's "King of Snake" by uh, Underworld. Um, one, yeah, of and, fa- one of my favorite Underworld track, actually. Yeah, it's it's and it's it's it's. It, I think it was like the second one that came off the album in terms of release for the charts and stuff like that. Yeah, for the uh, Buku Fish. Yeah, that's the one. So, so yeah, no, no, really cool. And in, in, in another artists that, um, festival-wise, um, what's his name? Fucking the crazy fucking bloke from Canada, from Winnipeg. Um, Venetian Snares. He, oh, he's, Grumpy Snares. Grumpy Snares is always a fucking treat. Just, and, oh, and what was the other one? The Bug. The Bug was really good. I saw The Bug with... I've never got um, to see The Bug. Oh, yeah, Princess. With Daddy, bug, bug with no, with Daddy Freddy. And ended up oh, going, wow. Yeah, The Bug with Daddy Freddy and ended up going backstage with The Bug and Daddy Freddy and having fucking massive splits with them. It was, <laughs> I was like, fucking get in. The fastest <laughs> MC in the world, Daddy Freddy. Fucking must be. Sam, so, well... You have any, uh, Roy, Ca- Roy Castle crack? See so yeah. them backstage with uh, Cheryl and Roy doing like that's, massive lines of beak, so he can do his, that's, do his rapping faster. That's that's why Roy ended up fucking dying because he smoked a massive biffle with fucking through his Freddy, trumpet, through his trumpet, <laughs> and then um, gave him cancer. Oh dear! Sad story. Well, sad story. Never mind. Um, cool. Sad well, let's truth. crack on and get actually play this tune. So. Uh, for all the listeners, this is the first rave memory, and we're going to have a little bit of Underworld, and the tune is, Addy... King of Snake! King of Snake, King of Snake. 
there you have it. That is the unmistakable King of Snake by Underworld. And um, one of the profound memories that I have from that glade that year is standing with Addy and I think with Jamie as well, watching Underworld and just sort of being standing there like gob open, watching them absorbing everything that was happening and the crazy light show. It could have been something to do with a bit of paper at it a little bit earlier, but <laughs> it was just such a pretty experience getting all of that done. You um, can't let's roll in. Go on. You can't, you can't beat that bass line. From that, the, yeah. that rolling bass. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's just the sample from Donna Sumrath you love. Ah, yeah, of course, of course. Bit of Donna Summer. Love a bit yeah. of Donna so you, can't, you can't beat that. It's one of the greatest tunes ever. Totally Rude by Sam Smith last year. Thank you, you nah. fucking fucknut. <laughs> Addy, don't hold back. No, don't don't hold he's back. a fucking twat. <laughs> tell us how you feel. He's meltdown on his fucking on his step. Oh, my mental health's terrible. It's day one of fucking like, being locked down and I'm having a breakdown and be man shit. <laughs> twat. Uh, my heart bleeds. Yeah, um, totally. Let's crack on. And talk about section five. Now, section five is my favorite part of the podcast, which is the shared discoveries. So um, everyone has those little moments where they go down the YouTube or SoundCloud rabbit hole, as uh, we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can come out with some amazing music by going down those rabbit holes. Um, so is there anyone out there that you've heard that you think deserves a little bit more love who you'd like to see played on the podcast? I mean, uh there's a, I mean, I could name fucking hundreds, but I mean, the the, the main artist who <clears throat> I think deserves the recognition from the UK is um, a guy called Jackazid, and he's uh, the Silly Bang bloke, the bloke who did the remix, the Gabba remix of Silly Bang, oh, and yeah. also and Silly, also, Silly Bang. Yeah, and also Eshua, Eshua, Eshua. Um, and he only did that when he was 15, right? So this guy is a precocious talent. And um, now he's a bit older, he's in his 30s. Um, his, some of his music is just like, it's, it's, uh, it, I always, um, my bar for a lot of hard dance music is, can I play this loudly in an estate and will it scare old people? And this mu- and this music definitely would freak them the fuck out because it's so futuristic and it's so um, kind of syncopated and like, but still easy to dance to and still four four four. Um, but also at the same time, it's not like you know, it's not like dark. It's it's happy. It's it manages to also be happy without being totally fucking cheesy and like you know, hicksy and sharky fucking you know awfulness. So it, it, yeah, really really like it. Um, this track is a good example of that. He, and a lot of the things he does, he has a lot of call, um, kind of old rave callbacks. So he'll play, he'll use a lot of samples like Hoover's and you know stabs and stuff that we all recognise and stuff, but then use them differently. And it's just yeah, just really, really well produced music. Um, and then uh, we'll through... talk about the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the moment. No problem. Um, uh, but what we'll do is we'll just keep that nice and short, and we'll get this Jackazid shot. That uh, Jackazid is that right? Yeah, Jack. Yeah, Jackazid. Jack. Jackazid. I think that's how you say Jack-a-zid. it. Okay. Yeah, that's well, the one. And the track you picked is called Amnesia. Um, it's on uh, Lillian Records, which is a Japanese label, uh, and uh, it was released 2016. Ooh, let's get it on.
there we have it. That was Amnesia by Jackazid. And um, where can they find Jackazid, Stu? Um, the best way would be uh, on SoundCloud. Um, Jackazid is spelled J-A-K-A-Z-I-D. Um, he's also on Twitch as well, and he's been doing a lot of lockdown mixes if you want to check him out on there. So that's twitch.tv forward slash Jackazid. Um, but yeah, mostly SoundCloud. Bandcamp, if you want to download stuff and buy it and stuff as well. It's, um, so, there we go. Um, uh, and, Addy, guess what? I begrudgingly think that there's some sort of wild card and you've got my megaphone. <laughs> yes, revenge. Revenge is a dish. It's Best a sad, day. sad, sad day in the, in the annals of On The Rave. <laughs> so, yeah, um, as you've probably picked up, this is the moment where Stu's decided to play his wild card. But when <laughs> Addy and I were last when Addy and I were last in a room together, Addy didn't take the megaphone home. So I have it still, um, which is amazing. But we see that you've gone for another shared discovery, which is amazing. Um, so let's share another little piece of music with everyone. We'll keep this one nice and short and sweet for everyone again. Yeah. Um, what is it about this artist again stands out and makes you think that more people should be giving them a look for? Well, I mean, uh, I was I was kind of trying to like allude to um, the 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 crack with Jackazid and also a lot of other producers in this kind of SoundCloud kind of clique or like uh, group, if you will. Um, they all bounce off each other and like so some people will remix each other and things like that and the the three main centers for it all are europe um the united states and asia primarily japan and this is one of the japanese producers who kind of just stands out for being just it's just weird it's just very very good just like love it and, and as a you know i produce music myself and, and i'm just like listening to it thinking what, why have you done that? What, 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 how does that work? You know what I mean? It always blows my mind. And yeah. um, this is an artist, and I'm going to try and say this. Mami Yudufu. Mami Yudufu. Mami Yudufu. Mami, yeah, Mami Yudufu sounds Mami. like a good... Um, what mm -hmm. we got there? Um, M-A-M-E-Y-U-D-O-U-F-U. -E yeah, that'll, that'll do for me. Yeah. Um, uh, and um, it's from an album um, on Kikeru Records um, called Complextro, right? So this is what, what I'm talking about. They just make up genres, and this is electro, but it's complex, so it's Complextro. And <laughs> uh, I know, Complextro. And uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's bonkers. And what this song in particular is called Pulse Wave, Intensif Pulse Wave Intensifies. Uh, it's from 2019, but if you do want to check out this guy, I'll just say his name slowly for you so you can write this down if you need to, but M-A-M for mother, E-Y-U-D-O-U-F-U. Check him out on SoundCloud. Some of the stuff he makes is super cheesy, but some of the stuff he makes is just like really good. And this one is one of the good ones, I think. Cool, let's get it on.
podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on twitter at on the rave you can find us on youtube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on instagram that's my favorite one then where you can find us on the rave with addy and gav where you can see pictures of what addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all, all of your cookies and snacks. 
goodness. Section oh, six good. of the On The Rave podcast is the moment where I hand over the reins to the guy who's normally to my left, but this time is well, well away in high spend again. Adi in spend fika. Set the scene. Stew. After a hard, hard afternoon of carrying speakers up a rickety staircase <laughs> above a shit bar in the middle of Newcastle to the legendary, legendary, legendary red rooms now, Ponty Wine Bar, you co- <laughs> you settle for the night, all your work's done, and then you're off to the rave that you're putting on yourself. You're edging up the stairs, you try not to punch the bouncer that one time. <laughs> Make your way past various paper mache implements made by Don. <laughs> into the into the room as your credit card screams, "No stew, please don't <laughs> put on any more parties." We're losing money hard over fist, and the DJs played the best record that you'll ever hear in your life. Are you hands in the air, or are you screw facing down? Oh God, um. I don't know. A, a, probably a bit of both, if I'm frankly honest with you. Hey, there uh, again. So, uh, yeah. what is it that turns you either way? Like, what sort of music gets you in that? I'm going to show everyone my armpits move, and what type of music makes you put on that bass face and frown at the floor? Um, well, I mean, the, t- the type of music that puts me, gets me hands in the air without fail is definitely old school piano house without any doubt <laughs> old school piano house is this like um, it's like almost like my, my arms are attached to the fucking um to the speakers it's like you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but but it but it's um but screw face um um that that early fuck you drum and bass you know the really early stuff from counter-strike and stuff like that and like stuff that, 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 stuff that goes yeah, and and just goes like you know has like elements of that kind of gabba feel to it. That that when I first came out yeah. and like you and you and Pegs were playing it and it was just like yeah. I was just like this is perfect. This is absolutely yeah. perfect. And sure enough, yeah. I, I, I mean, I always um <clears throat> you're not Limmy, don't you? Yeah. Have you have you seen the the bit where um, there's like a bit on YouTube when he's he's on his webcam and he's doing a story about the uh you go to a rave you see that old guy um. You see the old guy dancing and he's like, you know, looking over that, you're going, you're right. You're right, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? That sideways look there. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's and, always a Scotch broke as well. It's, it's always a, a Scotsman. Is that a bag full? Is that a bug fast in your back pocket? Do you want to drink a water? You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> but the um, I, I realised quite quickly that that was me that <laughs> i am that person this that's that's definitely me like looking over at people you know thinking i look you, normal thinking i look you, normal but i'm actually bong-eyed you may uh, think you're that person but you're a slightly different person at raves you're the person <laughs> that gets drunk and comes right up to someone's ear and spits 12 or 13 <laughs> bars one after another after another when the person can't pick out anything because they are literally two feet away from the drop of the bass sound system. Yes. <laughs> Stu, that's mint, mate. Thanks very much. And you turn around and look at someone and you're like, has anyone else got any fucking clue what Stu said when he lent in there? 
it's yeah <clears throat> yeah the <laughs> yeah that's exactly that's exactly right uh, but in any case let's crack on and let's talk about the tune that you've actually picked so oh, yeah um I'm pretty sure I've seen you absolutely going akas to this tune. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is it about this tune that made you pick it for this track, for this this selection? Everyone knows it. It's amazing. It's DJs Unite. And it's just like, you know, DJs Unite, the, the title itself is fucking cool. DJs Unite. And it's, and it's just, it is, it's... It's almost like if you were to take just that section, the the horn section, the little fucking hands in the air bit, the little put break, it in, yeah, yeah, put it in isolation, and then I don't know, go back to the nineteen forties and say, all right, this is music from the future. Put it on, and they'd be like, what? What is that? That is meant. That is that's not music. That's just a load of noise. But for me, it's as beautiful as any fucking sonnet is it's just everything about it is just it's memories it's smells and tastes and it's it's rig it's a much call it um green extra chewing gum with fucking embassy number one it's it's just <laughs> it's 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 it all all of it all of it you know what i mean with a bottle of, bottle of water where are you from what's your name how are you getting home um i've lost my eyes you know it's yeah. it's it's and, fucking everything and me by two absolute legends Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think there's something <clears throat> about this. This tune is like, <clears throat> you know, that scene in Human Traffic, mm. where the news presenter is talking about the way people talk in raves. Yeah, it's like, what's your name? Where did you come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reach for the lasers, as safe yeah. as fuck. It mm. should have had this tune in the background mm-hmm. because this, totally. for me, I, I say it every couple of podcasts, but this is just quintessential fucking UK rave. It's oh, yeah. like. It just reminds me of like all of those old school parties that were high at the Cooperage or really sweaty days downstairs at the King's Manor when mm. Brenda used to be behind the bar serving pints of lobster juice. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's those memories that this tune gives me. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't recall if we have played it on the podcast before, but I am. You never have. There we go. There we so go. Um, uh, let's, let's get this one whacked on for everyone. So everybody make a little bit of space in your little COVID safe area, make sure that you've sprayed some deodorant on because those armpits are going to be on show. <laughs> Addy's already dancing. Um, let's get a little bit of DJ's Unite, babe.
Well, that was a little bit of DJ Fantasy and DJ Seduction with DJs Unite, Volume 1. Yeah, an absolute dream team of people making old school music there. Um, what an absolute belter that was. Uh, section 7 of the Honorary Podcast is the dedication section. Um, as Late Roy Castle, dedications! <laughs> what you need! Absolutely. <laughs> it's um, yeah. DJs are often asked to play songs for people. We're turning it on the head and we're asking if you've got a song that you want to play for anyone in particular and what reason. So um, what song would you like to play? Who is it for and why do they deserve a dedication? Well, it's actually a DJ. Another another, it's another DJ I want to do the dedication for. It's for Armageddon or Don, Don Jenkins. Lovely uh, Don, Don the boy Don. And it's um, it's a it's a tune by uh, Juggernaut called Communism, because Don's a communist and uh, he <laughs> likes Gabba, uh, and and it, to be honest with you, this is um, his new his new bag at the moment is this Good Morning Gabba, which I still haven't fucking done yet, and I feel like an absolute prick. Yeah. And, and oh, gonna, we've I'm, been doing we've been pushing Good Morning Gabba for everyone. So yeah, but I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this tune. I'm gonna do this fucking tune, and I am gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. It's just you know. It's hard. It's hard fucking being mental when you've got a mental four-year-old. So well, there's a lot. There's a lot of people getting their kids involved in it. Yeah, yeah. But I'll do it. I am gonna do it. And this tune is a, an absolute fucking belter. Um, so fucking drop it.
there we'll have it short and sweet there's another dedication to Don I think that's the third time the track's been dedicated to that bloke people oh, must really? like him Maddie. people must like so. him yeah I think they do um, so there you go Donald McDonald um, uh, he's a commie he's a raver and Good Morning Gabba is a thing get on Facebook and look at Good Morning Gabba and get involved for all of the nice shenanigans that's going on over there we'll stroll into section 8 of the On The Way podcast which is the bone of contentions that we refer to as guilty Pleasures. pleasures. So, so, where do you lie when it comes to things like guilty pleasures? Do you, do you <laughs> believe they exist? No, and, they don't. Um, they yeah. don't. They don't exist. Uh, so what, they don't what's, exist. Your, what's your take on it then? It's just pleasure, isn't it? You know what I mean, the only guilty pleasure is fucking nonsense. Um, that is literally <laughs> that is that is literally the only pleasure you should be fucking guilty of. Really, you should be going to fucking prison for. Um, there's no such there thing as guilty pleasure. Genocide. Yeah, genocide. All right. No, you don't. If you take pleasure in genocide, that's a bit fucked up. You know what I mean? But um, uh, no, I think how uh, weird, man. It's like you, you kind of enjoy a song because someone chin stroke and next, she's like, "Yeah, well, I think you'll find, I think you'll find that um, that's fucking shit, and and you should listen to some more fucking elbow or something like." You know what I mean? Fuck off. There's there's nothing wrong with fucking listening to cheese. I love fucking cheese. Can't beat a bit of gorgonzola. Fucking and this yeah. tune. I don't yeah. know. Is it is it cheesy? Is it cheesy? I don't know. I don't yes, know. it is. Um, it is cheesy. Okay, fair enough. I'd, I'd like, you know, I'd, I'd probably call it some sort of low-grade cheddar. I wouldn't braid it as a brie or a camembert by the way of cheese. Ah, but um, no, um, no. I like this tune. And I like the way that you phrased it in here. Like On your notes, yeah. you said that pleasure is pleasure and that cheese is cheese. And yeah. unless you're a vegan, you're exactly right, mate. Exactly. I, uh, even though I have been enjoying a bit of uh, vegan cheese. Um, the, uh, the Anyway, the, the, the background for this track is, is, is actually a true story. Um, uh, I was, uh, I've only been to a Bifa once and uh, it was when our mutual friend Luke was working over there in a bar over there when he was going out with lobster. And um, and anyway, I went over there and it was a fucking shit show. It was this fucking, it was the scariest fucking hotel I've ever stayed in. It was a hotel for people who worked in Ibiza and it was the only 24 hour bar on the strip and it was mental. There was just like, I turned up, there was just blood everywhere. Luke was um, obviously riddled with PTSD. And uh, and I was like, oh, welcome to Ibiza. Oh, this is this script. And we had a very, let's say, non-Ibiza-y time, not very fun. It involved me having to go to the police station and speak Spanish and stuff like that. Anyway, so eventually, <laughs> I know it's a long story and I'm not going to go into it, but eventually I ended up going to um, a, like a hotel kind of bar rave kind of thing and there was a couple of a Swedish DJ playing and a, and a guy from Puerto Rico or something like that never heard of them house DJs never heard of them in my life everybody was beautiful and I mean literally everybody was gorgeous and I was there red as a lobster with like <laughs> um in me you know me cut off fucking denim and me little fucking beer belly and um like you know three pills in and I was just like fucking off me nuts like eyes rolling in my head and um, having, having, a, having a wicked time just dancing away to this fucking house music. I like a bit of housey, housey. And then they dropped this tune and everybody went fucking ballistic. It was just like proper, like literally everyone just fucking loving it, like hands in the air. I was hugging all these beautiful people despite sweating like a fucking rapist. And, and, it, was, and it was fine. And it was so lush. Everyone was so happy. It was like afterwards, I was like, fucking, this is a, this is a big thing, you know what I mean? 
really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed the the atmosphere. And, and despite it being a bit, you know, poncy and a little bit fucking, you know, uh, full of fit people that I was not even in the same league as. So, so, but this tune, just every time I hear it, I could just remember fucking <laughs> like doing the limmy thing again. You know what I mean? Oh, you're right, man. Yes, fucking. <laughs> Um, being the being the one ugly person in a beautiful rave. Yeah, being the one, you know. I but I, yeah, that's the thing. I, I can't help it. I turn into Quasimodo after at least any more than one, and I'm fucking Quasi. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, and the tune. Um, if if you haven't, but you wouldn't have guessed because I'm not fucking even give you a proper clue yet. Um, it's Mojo and it's Lady in brackets. Hear me tonight. Close brackets. Yeah. I, I, I think there'll be many people out here that will totally declare this is not a guilty pleasure and they'll Aye. just own the shit out of it. Like, because I think this is, I think this is still a half decent tune. Addy, you don't look impressed. Nah, he's not feeling it. He's nah. Not feeling it. He's not feeling it. I thought at least you'd put some fucking, fucking Dougal or something. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is in terms of like, um, other the other tunes that it could have been, um, I need your loving, um, possibly. But oh, that's not cheesy. Pleasure. That's, that's a not because exactly. This is it, it's it's really difficult for me to kind of say what you know what is a guilty pleasure. And if I'm frankly honest, I cannot think of a tune where I've I'm listening to it on my own and the house <laughs> Oh, I'm so guilty listening to this and enjoying this. If only my friends knew, I'm such a fucking. Nerd. It's like no, no, no. It's just, it. I, I find it very difficult to. I mean. It, Someone, I think we were talking off air uh, about Scooter and saying, you know, I wouldn't say Scooter's a guilty pleasure either. I think, to be honest with you, Scooter's just a bit shit. And there's a difference, you know what I mean? Like, you know, something's a bit shit. It's like you can appreciate something despite it being a bit shit. It doesn't mean it's guilty because you take pleasure from it. It's just the most bizarre phrase. And well, I just feel a bit like guilty pleasures comes out of this like music journalism kind of enemy style kind of journalism where they're like you know oh well of course if you like Morrissey you can't like fucking the Pet Shop Boys it's like you know fuck off you know what I mean Dude, you can't I'd take, the pe- I'd take the Pet Shop Boys over Morrissey eight oh. days out of seven a week yeah like, well, you know what everybody. I mean I literally woke up this morning with suburbia stuck in my head and had to have right. a shower whilst listening to suburbia to get to get it out of my system so um it's funny that you say that about music journalists. And when I mm. came up with all these questions, I was busy doing a journalist degree. So uh, <laughs> it's funny that, that, that that's come full circle. But hey, a guilty pleasure is a guilty pleasure. And a class tune, mm. as you said, is a class tune. So let's get this fromage free, this uh, Dairy Lee Slice, unpacked from its little wrapper and play a little bit of mojo for everyone. And the tune is Lady. <laughs> Can't tell 
There you have it. That was a little bit of Lady Hear Me Tonight. I imagine a Vic Reeves version of that. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? I'd rather listen to the Vic Reeves one. Start it. Yeah, that would be the one. And let's stroll into the penultimate question of the podcast. This is where we discuss goats. So, um, the greatest of all time, I know it's a hard category to pick from. Um, mm. In music, was, was this difficult? Could there have been many people? Were there many, were there many near misses? Or well, I mean, one person pedestaled? I, I think that, like, um, I floated the, the idea. I was going to say Freddie Mercury. I was going to say Freddie Mercury. I was very close to saying Freddie Mercury, just because, like, fucking hell, Freddie Mercury. And then I was thinking, ah, George Michael. Because George Michael fucking, ah, George Michael fucking cool as well. But because it's on the rave, I kind of had to choose Apex Twin. Just had to. Had to. I mean, like, he's like, he's, he's, I, I think I mentioned in the, um, the, the sheet you sent over and stuff, and um, it, it reminded me um, <clears throat> when he played in Newcastle at uh, Scotland Yard. And uh, that was one of, I think, easily in the top three nights of my life. Like, easily, really, I mean, super fucking drugs and amazing fucking music in a venue that didn't shut till five o'clock in the morning and like it was just like and it was dirty and it was like you know because it did it, it, it used to be a uh, powerhouse which is like this you know amazing fucking gay club and then they kind of they moved to a bigger building and they left it just like untouched so it was still mostly powerhouse and just like like you know it still had the stickiest floor of the dj booth i've exactly. ever been in my life yeah it was amazing and so um i managed to um as i usually fucking do uh, get behind the fucking DJ booth and have a good old fucking shifty at stuff and see what people are playing and, and stuff like that. And Apex Twin was playing using a MacBook uh, at the time, and uh, he was using Logic, um, but he had loads of plugins that I'd never seen before, like stuff I'd literally never seen in my life. And he um, caught us looking and then brought a window forward, and it was just a picture of a kind of a butterfly inside a wind like a window in, in, in mac os and he just had another tiny little butterfly that he moved in the cursor on the wings and literally all of the base bass bins just went <laughs> and i and he looks at me like a mad scientist going oh what do you think of me weird fucking butterfly plug in you cunt and i was just like <laughs> i was like what the fucking hell is that now obviously i was fucking three pills to the wind so it could have been fucking I, I could have just imagined all of that but it was fucking as far as i as, as far as i'm concerned it fucking happened and um I see, i've seen him at the warehouse project in manchester and i've seen him i'm sure i've seen him at glassdoor um uh, i've seen him at least yeah three times live um and just i've seen, him, cr- I've seen him once and missed him twice 
Uh, yeah. I couldn't get, I didn't have any ID. I was too young and couldn't get into Scotland Yard that night. Oh, man. Uh, cool. I was one of the people that was turned away. And oh. I also slept through him at a Bankface Festival, laddie. <laughs> yes, I had to tell you in the morning that you'd uh, got up bright and early on Sunday morning and going, right, where are we going, Raven? And I was like, party's over. Good. <laughs> it's there, thanks, man. Missed it. Yeah, it, it was fucking Monday morning. <laughs> and it was like three hours until we got on the bus home. So, oh, <laughs> like, like okay, I just yeah. basically, uh, yeah, I went too hard all of the other days. And then I was mm. like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I can pop a couple of Valium and just sleep for a few hours and see Apex Twin and popped a couple of Valium. And apparently people were like shaking me to try and get me awake. And I just oh, wasn't yeah. fucking moving. Like, I just wasn't <laughs> moving. And then I woke up on this, I woke up on the Monday morning. Found the bottle of rum that I'd been saving specifically for that event, mm. and then was told that's not your bottle of rum. Uh, we've already drank that. That actually belongs to Gailey, and you've missed it. <laughs> when it's Monday, so uh, yeah, that, that, that's my near misses with Apex Twin. Oh man, I uh, when I saw I saw him at the uh, the warehouse project. Um, he had this um, thing with uh, gurners. He had these, you know, like professional gurners that have the big fucking, yeah. um, you know. Uh, and he had them on the big horse thing with the big like horse the shire horse kind of thing on the on their neck and he had them on stage doing the gurning uh at the warehouse project and it was and everyone was just like fascinated like you know you got people from like fucking who've come from like parts of europe you know what i mean to come and see apex twin at this massive thing underneath a train station in manchester and they were all like looking at like what the fucking hell's going on here and i managed to pay more attention to the toothless gurner who yeah, yeah. wasn't even on Gurners and who yeah, was no. a professional Gurner, not just on a trip to Guernsey. I, I what you call it? I um, managed to call, call them afterwards, the Gurners, and I was just like, um, all right, lads. So, because I'm most of them are from fucking Cumbria. And I was just like, all right, lads, how did you get into this? Then? Do you like Apex Twin? They're like, no, no, this is fucking shit. We, we just got to get paid, mate. This is fucking, this is just a gig for us, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I was like, you, this, have you done a gig like this before? And they're like, oh yeah, we're on tour with him. I'm like, you're on tour with Apex Twin and your job is essentially just to gurn on stage every fucking five minutes or something. And, and I'll yeah, do that for free. Exactly. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, I've just remembered as well, actually, I did see Apex Twin uh, when he was doing the teddy bear thing. You know, when he had the giant teddy bear things. Yeah. Oh, the donkey rhubarb thing. Yeah, I saw I saw him. Uh, it's, where was it? Where the fuck was it? Uh, Riverside, the Riverside. So I did see him then, but that was, I didn't, I think to be honest with you, I really only probably, probably got into Apex Twin was around uh, the classics and, and, and that era and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, 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 uh, yeah, he's mind boggling. He really is God. And, um, yeah. and he's still yeah, doing stuff. Yes, yeah, he's still doing stuff, and obviously back then he was releasing on the huge RNS records, which mm. just did so much in the sort of in the what, mid to late nineties. They just put mm. out some of the most amazing rave stuff that was out there, um, and, and the I mean, tune that you've picked is a is, it's a classic. Um, what was it particularly about this tune? I'll drop the name for anyone who hasn't heard it. This is uh, Analog Bubble Bath. Um, <laughs> what was it about this tune? Why this, this one? It's it's because people used to play this out as well. It was a tune that you could drop in a set, and people would be like, hey, "Do you know what I mean?" It, 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 it's actually one of his tunes, which it, it, 
was as close to a, a, an a inverted commas rave tune as you could probably get, as opposed to like an experimental kind of weird tune. It was something you could literally drop in a set and people would be like, oh, wicked. And it was of its, it, well, it's about 145, 150 possibly, I would say. So it was one of those ones you could drop in a set of pretty much anything. You know what I mean? So, so I, I just thought it's an accessible um, AFX Twin tune as opposed to, you know, Monkey Drummer. Um, or um, one of the ones from Drucks. <laughs> oh, well, like Hawkspear from from Drucks is like my favorite song by FX Twin. There's a video, like a fan video made, which goes under the name Apparatus. Uh, um, if anyone hasn't seen it, which is about a uh, machine coming alive in tune to the music. Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, get online. It's definitely worth having a look. Um, I said it's called Wolfspear or the, if you put apparatus into YouTube, it will bring mm. it up. Like it's a, yeah. it's a classic one, but yeah, great. So Apex Twin for the goat for the podcast. So let's get it on for everyone. So uh, let's get a bit of analog bubble bath on the one and the two for all the ladies and gentlemen.
the quintessential Aphex Twin track that's analog of a bath all the way back from 1995, which was you a cannot beat a bit of Aphex Madness. No. Ah, a bit of RNS Records, that lovely little horse. Um, uh, why do I remember mm. the Aphex Twin RNS song? Was it called Didgeridoo? Yeah, Didgeridoo, yeah. yeah. Didgeridoo, oh, which oh, is another oh, absolute belter. Sound well, lads. We've made it through another one of these whole podcasts. We've gone through pretty much every question. Uh, Stu, it's been class getting a chance to catch up. Um, nice. uh, I understand you're doing some work with Tri Radio, the same people we're working with as well. Where yeah. can people find what you're doing? Um, well, in terms of the uh, the set I just did for Tri Radio, um, it's available on my SoundCloud. Well, I've got, I've got like three SoundClouds. Um, on one of my SoundClouds, which is um, SoundCloud forward slash Strez, which is S T R E S, with so Strez but with just one S at the end. Um, and on there you'll find the mix I did for them, which was, and it's got an explanation of why I did the mix on there and there's information on there if you want to have a look at that. Um, and, um, I'm thinking, um, the next one for Tri Radio will be around a scene, um, kind of a scene, more of a genre. Um, it's called 160. So essentially 160 BPM music. But it means a lot of different stuff to different people around the world. So 160 in Brazil is like really fast, like reggaeton or like moon baton um, or boom baton or whatever it's called. And then, but in like a, in North America, it's Duke. So like footwork yeah, and Duke. And then uh, in, in the UK and in like Asia and Europe, it's kind of a mix of all those things. So you've got like someone like um, a slick shooter. Um, who's like putting out a lot of really nice kind of drum and bass influence 160. Um, and there's like loads of interesting stuff that I'd like to say, once again, SoundCloud, that cross pollination of different artists, you know, swapping ideas and remixing each other. And it just yeah, fascinates us. Uh, and then after that, um, I've got another plan in mind for <laughs> something that, speaking, if you like Mojo, um, you'll like this. It's called um, Future Funk. And it's essentially remixes of City Pop, which is this Japanese, you know, like the um, Shack Attack tune we played. It's a bit like that. It's like jazz funk fusion, but someone just puts a fort the floor behind it and like judges it up a little bit, puts some filters on it, that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> yeah, but that's that's more in the in the in the in, in the pipeline. That one, I've not really finalised that one yet. But so yeah, that's so all right. Yeah, these are all that. these are all just ideas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to find Stu, the best place to find Stu is probably Twitter. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, Stewie Robs. Um, S T E W Y. Yeah, R O B Z. Um, yeah. And, then, um, yeah. and what we'll do, I will bang links to a couple of his SoundClouds and to his Twitter in the description box underneath. So remember that you can like, comment, and subscribe to the On The Rave podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Find us, like us, rate us, give us a five-star review, and you never know, Addy might read it out during a live show. We haven't done one for a while. I know, because we haven't had one for a while. We haven't had any reviews for a while. So if you want to go on and give us a review, and it'll get read out on the next show, um, which will be Hardcore Histories number 37. Can't believe we've done 36 of these already. It's mad. Um, So let's stroll in to section 10, the final section of the podcast, where we talk about personal anthems so was this difficult is this the one song that people would associate with you or is this just one song that you think is above all the one song that really gets you 
fucking juicy story. I think I think the 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 reason why I chose this one was because it, this particular song um, just reminds me of a time of literally just before I moved to Newcastle, which I moved to Newcastle in ninety five, ninety six, uh, and this is from a period of my life. Um, I left. I left uh, sixth form college, went to go to university in London, fucked London off because I fucking hated it. It was minging. Like, we spent like oh, five, five days down there. I was just like, this is fucking awful. Um, I remember picking my nose and getting black bogeys out of my nose. And the, the woman I was living with at the time I was like, what's with the black bogey? She goes, ah, oh, it's fucking landing. It's filthy. And I was like, right, ma'am, I'm coming home. So, you know, <laughs> it's awful. So <laughs> I, it was, I had this really cool period when I was living with my mum. And I wasn't doing any, I wasn't working. I was just, let's just say money was coming from somewhere. And, um, <clears throat> and then for about a year and a half, two years, I just went on the rave constantly. And I was always, always without fail, uh, Club Kinetic in Stoke and Die Hard in Leicester. Those two, those two, you know, one week Die Hard, one week, you know, Club Kinetic, you know, basically just flicking between the two. And this particular track was on all the time it was that era of where kind of happy hardcore was kind of well hardcore let's say was losing its kind of break beatiness and it was going on they were pulling influences from um uh, scotland and from holland and from belgium and and yeah it was just this tune in particular just reminds me of club kinetics so much and um and it, and it's it's nice, it's nothing fucking special in some respects, but it's just yeah, just every time I hear it, it's I think I said something like was it I took I took so many pills and heard this song that whenever I hear it now, my serotonin just goes. <laughs> it's like a little energy bar comes on in the head. And the gear oh, girl, this is what you would call tartan techno. Tartan oh, techno, totally. There you yeah, go. Absolutely. Just like yeah. I beat you to the Shrek reference earlier, you just beat me to the tartan techno reference. I was going to steal that, but yeah, that's good. Um, another, another, another artist, uh, Scott Brown, who had like who has multiple fucking names as well. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Mary, Mary oh, so is this? A, oh, so is yeah. this a Scott Brown? Has he got, yeah, has he got more names than you? I, I think so. Yeah. So Scott Brown, Basex, um, the 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 Scotchman. Um, I'm trying to think of a few of them now. I can't. Think He's got a few, like, I, but then, um, yeah, BSX, um, and then, and I think Hardcore Disco, and then there's a, I think there was another version as well that someone did a remix of, it might have been Brisk or something like that, and that, that used to get played a lot as well, it wasn't much different, but, yeah, yeah, really cool yeah. tune. Speaking of someone who's doing amazing, time. speaking of someone who's doing absolutely amazing stuff during the COVID, have you heard any of the Brisk mixes he's been doing? Well, sorry? Any of the brisk mixes that he's oh been brisk doing. oh no 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 is it good get yourself on get yourself on Twitter and keep an eye out for when he's doing these he keeps doing these live broadcaster shows and wow. by gum is he playing some absolute amazing stuff um, oh, wow. generally you'll find it on quite early in the morning for us because oh, wow. I think he's in Australia again isn't he oh, um, he's moved there. yeah yeah he's moved there yeah yeah. But um, some of the mixes that he's coming out with are amazing. And you can get him again. He's one of these people who you can follow on Twitter, which is where all yeah, of the stuff yeah. comes from. I think yeah. a lot of the gigs that he does are live on Instagram, but Twitter mm. and Instagram sort of talk to each other, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I mean, I'm always I can, a big fan of this. Uh, I've just counted up Scott Brown's aliases, and uh, it's running <laughs> about 36. <laughs> That's funny. That's exactly the number of podcasts that we're up to the day. Yeah. So there we it's, go. Finally, someone who's got more aliases than you do. <laughs> he definitely. He God. 
Sweet. So, yeah, well, no. what we'll do, um, thank you again very much for coming on and spending some time no, just chatting shit with me and Addy. It has been really nice to uh, mm. see faces and crack on and get it done. Um, we'll close everything off for your list with a little bit of base X. So if you want to say goodbye and introduce the track for everyone. Yeah, well, this tune's Hardcore Disco by BaseX. Um, probably came out on Evolution, like most of the fucking Titan Techno did. But yeah, um, absolutely top tune. Um, watch the lasers, where you're from, can have a go on your whistle. You know what I mean? Wicked. <laughs> Waxa, thanks very much, Stu. Here's a little bit Just of Hardcore you. Disco. All right. Thanks, lads.
Beyond the Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download mm-hmm. and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on Twitter at on the rave you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave and she will give you 10% off all, all of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, 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 it's good. oh, it's good. Oh, well, that was a tremendous conversation again, Gav. It was, yeah. Another local guy and such a lovely guy as well. He is one of my, one of my mates from back in the day, partner in Backlash and many other successful and unsuccessful ventures around Newcastle. <laughs> That's it. And just a general all-round nice guy. And as I said, you can catch him on SoundCloud if you want to see anything more of what he's been doing. And you can catch up with him on Try Radio as well, where you can also find me and Addy uh, every Wednesday night now. You can catch the backlog of On The Rave being played out on Try Radio. Big can... rave night. Rave night Wednesday. It is. It's a big rave night on Wednesdays on the Try Radio. So you can check out Try Radio right now. You'll be going back, I think, oh, what, all the way back at like episode nine. I think they're getting close to doing Smurf and people like that at the minute. So, um, well, it yeah. was, um, was a technoist last week. It was, yeah, yeah. It was. It was Mike Technoist last week. So we'll see. But yeah, as you said, you can catch that on Mixler forward slash Try Radio, um, T-H-R-Y. Um, and get in there and check it out. Support the local radio people that are going on. Um, we've come to the end of another one of these podcasts and we always end the podcast the exact same way, which was with a little bit of wonderful science by my counterpart all the way up in Spentrika. So, Addy, what have you got for us in the test tube rack of pain today? This is a wonderful bit of science. Me and my, my brother from another mother and friend of the show also been on. I don't know what episode. Oh, no. Episode three, which is Pegs. We waited and waited and waited for this track to come out. I think we're probably a good year and a half from the first time that we heard it on a tape to when we actually got our grubby little mitts on the vinyl on the fantastic Gorilla Records from back in the day. This is KJ Swagger. Featuring Christia Wells' new life, but it's the Tech Itch remix, and this bangs Eamon's like a motherfucker. Well, I see no better way to sign off the night with a little bit of KJ Swagger. What an absolute beast to get some jungle drummer in here. I have been Gav. Hi, buddy. And we are now officially off the rave.
Hi, uh, this is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat, and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave. Podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. <laughs>